Welcome to the Central Live Podcast with Pastor Jim Caldwell. At Central Baptist Church in Phoenix City, Alabama, it's our mission to make disciples who make disciples. Let's join Pastor Jim as he shares today's message. Amen. Thank you uh, for leading us in worship. Man, appreciate that so much. That was such a blessing this morning. He is a good, good father. I, I've been trying to keep on the live stream and kind of keep up with what's going on. There's a lot going on on our live stream. Hey, I want to ask you, if you're viewing right now, I want you to give me a thumbs up or an amen or a LOL something to tell me you're out there today. I want to see everybody out there uh, saying amen, thumbs up, whatever you got if you're watching this morning. Thanks so much. Just, uh, it's encouraging to see everybody, everybody online. Hey, uh, the struggle is real, right? Um, I know every family has their set of struggles that they're going through right now. Uh, if you watched the, uh, the countdown, the intro today, you, you saw some questions being asked uh, about, you know, what's things that have been happening, loss of jobs, so many different things to so many different people, and every family has, has a problem, has things going on. But here's what I want to ask you. Has God been working in your life? Has he been working in your life? Because I would love to hear about it. Hey, would you mind sharing? Here's some God stories with me. Uh, the church family would love to hear, even if you don't want your name said, uh, just just go uh, to the link on the Facebook chat or text God Stories to 334-384-1999. Fill out the little thing. You can say whether you want your name shared or not. And I, I just want to hear what God's up to in the body of Christ since we're not able to be together, uh, that we could, we could find out what's going on and what he's doing. Because from people I am hearing from, I see him moving. I hope you are too in the midst of the struggle. He is always working. And you know what? No matter how big the trial, God is there with us. Well, today's message is called Straight from the Heart. Now, I'm old because I remember a song called Straight from the Heart back in about 1980 or something. It was an old song, but uh, that's not about this, okay? I promise. This is not about that song uh, for anybody that's as old as I am. Uh, that it is not about that. So, you know, we're all here and we're trying to learn how to live in this new normal. And it's not normal, is it? It's, it's strange for everyone. It, it's not normal. But we're trying to learn how to live in it. And, you know, over the last few weeks, we've talked a lot and we've done devotions on we're not supposed to live in fear. Fear is not to be our, uh, you know, our, our, we're not to camp out on fear. You know, fear happens, but it has to be a fleeting emotion. It can't be something that we hang on to. We can't stay there. We can't stay with fear. We have to remember that God's got this, okay? That doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but it means that he's still in control, and he always will be. <sighs> I talk about this a lot, your heart. Where's your heart? You know, biblically, your heart is the motive, the reason behind why you do what you do. And so, your heart says so much about you. 
Your heart is where your deepest, what you really believe is. And, you know, you can, you can choose in your heart uh, what you're going to do. If your heart is set on God, well, then the cares of this world seem much less important. But if your heart's set on yourself and on your desires, uh, worry, fear, all that kind of stuff, is probably a pretty normal part of your life. Where are you focused? Where is your heart? See, your heart doesn't have to be set on fear, set on circumstances, set on the things here. See, when our hearts are set in the right place, our actions follow. They always follow. Actions follow our hearts. Where's your heart? See, our actions are going to follow where our heart is set. Is your heart set on the Lord this morning? Are you surrendered to his plan, to what he wants to do through this time? Or are you sitting around at your house just fretting, worrying, struggling, and focused on yourself and your problems and your, oh man, there's nothing worse than that. And and I'm not saying we're not going to have emotions, we're not going to feel fear, we're not going to feel these things, we do. But again, you can't stay there. See, if our hearts set on ourselves, the actions that follow are not God-led. And so that kind of led me to the passage. It's found in Galatians chapter 6. Galatians 6, I want you to turn there. We're going to start in verse 1. Galatians 6, verse 1. It says, Brethren, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself, so that you too will not be tempted. You see here our writer, the Apostle Paul, he calls these people brethren. That means they're brothers and sisters in Christ. They're they're people who have a relationship with God through Jesus. They have a saving faith that we talked about last week. They have that kind of faith, that they trust God. They're focused on Him. They, they are, uh, their lives are built around what God wants and not what they want. Uh, and it says, when, when another believer is caught in any kind of sin, we're to help them out and not destroy them. Oh, man, I, I don't know about you, but I've looked around the church and Man, I've seen a lot of wounded people, and, and not wounded from the world. They're wounded from the church, from the people inside the church. Hey, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Paul's talking against that here. He says, if anyone's committed a trespass, we're not to jump on the bandwagon and gossip more about them and tell bad tales about them and make them feel horrible. No, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. Can I tell you, we're, we're all just one decision or one action. And and an action always follows that decision away from being there ourselves. You know that? We're just one action away from being caught in some trespass or sin ourselves. So how can we look down on other people? And believers, especially believers, we have to be redemptive. We have to come to them. You know what? When Christians shoot their wounded, which is what we do so many times, It's a sin to do that. Not only are they caught up in sin, but then we make it worse by by judging them, by doing everything except loving them. And we've got to be ready to do that. It gives church a bad name. 
it gives it a bad name. You know, we all sin. And you know, when we have a real faith, like we talked about, this true relationship with the living God, when we have that, you can count on that when you're confronted with sin, you'll be repentant. When you get confronted with your sin, you'll be repentant. Do you all remember David and Bathsheba? David, man, he had, he had done a really bad thing and he killed her husband and adultery, all these horrible things, yet he was confronted with his sin. And Psalm 51 is a, is a psalm of repentance. See, we have to come in love trying to restore people. See, mature believers correct other believers not to hurt them, but to restore them. We've got to be there to restore people. As believers, we are to be restoration agents for God. Restoration agents for God. See, when a believer attempts restoration and the person doesn't receive it, then we've got instructions over in Matthew chapter 18, if you want to go look at it. It gives you kind of step-by-step step what you need to do to continue to try to reconcile with them. And we, we continue to reconcile with people. We don't judge, we reconcile. We, we bring people together. Look at verse 2 with me, Galatians 6.2. It says, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Seems like I said this verse last week. Oh, I did. We talked about this verse last week. Do you remember the law of Christ? Uh, the law of Christ isn't a rule to follow. It, it isn't, uh, you know, something uh, like a, a new law that we have to follow. It's just love. The, the law of Christ is love. It's just loving people. In this instance, we are to bear other people's burdens. We're to pray. We're to, we're to have practical helps. We're to love people where they're at. Are you ready to love people where they're at? Verse 3 says this, For if anyone is thinking he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Whew. You know what that is? That's called pride. And you know what I figured out in this life? I've been around a long time. We've all got it. It, it shows up in some form or another. The most humble person even has some pride in them. And so pride has no place in the life of believers. We're servants. We're not celebrities. We're not to be lifted up. We're, we're, we're to be servants. Is your heart full of pride? It's time to get rid of it. Time to get it out of your life. It says in this verse that you're deceiving yourself. Because can I tell you, without Jesus, we are nothing. We're nothing. We're on equal ground, every single one of us, at the foot of the cross. Every single one of us at the foot of the cross. Galatians 6, 4, and 5 says this, but each one must examine his own work and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another for each one will bear his own load. All right, so Paul here is talking about examining our hearts. Well, can I tell you, you, you can't even do that on your own. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the one, if you're a believer, if you have that relationship with God, the Holy Spirit is the one who can examine your heart. And can I tell you, that's his job. He is really good at it. He will examine your heart. But, but here's the thing about God. He never makes us do things. He, he never makes us. 
he woozes, he desires, he encourages, he, he makes circumstances happen to point us to do the right thing. He does all kinds of things to get us there, but he will never force us to follow him. He will never force us to do what he desires us to do. But, but he's always there. And so if, if you don't want to be examined, if you don't desire what God has, well, you're not going to hear from him. You're not going to hear the, the still, small voice. You're, you're not going to be listening when he's trying to correct you. You're, 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 not, you're not where you need to be to let him examine. Examination can be painful. Y'all ever taken final exams? It's been a long time for me, but it, you take final exams. Do you remember stressing out for them, all the things that it, that it took to to get ready for that final exam. Well, just like a final exam, it can be painful. It shares where our heart is. It shares where, what we know. That's exactly what it does with God. Are you willing right now, like at this moment today, to say, okay, God, I have a relationship with you. I know you. I'm your child. Will you come in and examine me? Will you, will you show me the dark places that I don't like to go to? Will, will you clean them up and get me, get me ready for, for what you have for me? For, for you desire the We know that God desires the greatest things for us. But sometimes it's painful going through it. Examining ourselves can be painful. You know, it says each one will bear his own load. You know, sometimes we spend way too much time working on other people's problems than we do working on ourselves. We spend way too much time dealing with what, what our sister or brother in Christ is doing and what's going on in their life and dealing with them in, in a way that's not so healthy as we do coming and examining ourselves and letting the Holy Spirit show us the truth about ourselves. Galatians 6, 6 says this, The one who has taught the Word is to share all good thing with the one who teaches him. Uh, Paul says, people that are taught the word need to care for the needs of teachers and preachers. Verse 7 says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. This is the principle of reaping and sowing. Can I tell you it's true with crops? It's also true in life. You know, if I go and I... Uh, I plant potatoes. I'm not going to get a crop of broccoli. There's just no way. I, uh, you, you plant potatoes, what do you get? That's right. You get potatoes, right? You plant potatoes, you get potatoes. Charles Stanley puts it this way. He says, you reap what you sow more than you sow and later than you sow. And I, and I like that because he says, you, you reap what you sow. So if you're sowing in to people's lives, encouragement. You're sowing into people the gospel. You're sharing, sowing into people the right things. You're sowing the right things. Well, then you're going to reap more than what you put in. You're going to get something back. And it, it's always later. It, it, it generally, you don't reap what you sow the second you sow it. Again, back to my potatoes. The minute that I plant the potatoes, I'm not reaping, Right? No, it takes time to grow and cultivate and all the things that need to happen before those potatoes are ready. 
And so as you're sowing, you can't be expecting to reap the second that you're sowing. But you will reap. You reap what you sow. The next verse helps us understand it just a little bit better. Verse 8. For one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. See, sowing in the flesh, that means you're sowing in your own power. You're doing the best you can do. Can I tell you the best you can do is not the best God can do. And it's not always what God desires to do. God wants you to be sowing. But, but sowing to your flesh, sowing in your own power, sowing is what you, the king of your life, thinks is best in your life. See, that, that's... When we put ourselves as the king, we're on the throne, we're in charge. I mean, I hate to say it, it's kind of the American way, but it's not the God way. When we put ourselves on the throne, we are missing God's best. I want God's best. Do you want God's best? I do. I want the best that he has for me. You know, I, I, sowing to the flesh is sowing bad stuff. It's sowing gossip, sowing deceit, sowing lies, sowing... You can sow all kinds of stuff that's bad. I know the first 28 years of my life were spent sowing into some really bad things. I sowed into drugs. I sowed into alcohol. I sowed into all kinds of addiction and, and just anything you can think of. I, I sowed into that. And you know what? I still reap it today. I've got an ankle that's fused. I've got uh, uh, all kinds of bodily problems, all because I reaped what I sowed, more than I sowed, and later than I sowed. What are you, what are you sowing? What are you sowing in your life right now, right today? What are you sowing in your life? Are you, are you sowing the things of God or are you sowing fleshly desires? Are you, are you sowing faith or are you sowing fear and worry? What are you sowing? Because you're, you're going to reap what you're sowing. You're, you're going to reap it. it. It's a law. It's a, it's, a, it's a principle that you can count on. It's one of the principles of the kingdom. Can I tell you, sowing always takes what I call the long view of things. It's looking at the big picture of what's going on. Can I tell you, sometimes sowing into the Spirit, sowing into God things, into the right things, is hard. Sometimes it's inconvenient. Sometimes uh, God will speak to you and want you to do things that you ain't got time for right then. But you know what? If God is spending his time to share with you something to do, it's important. It's very important. And, and so sowing takes the long view. I, I would rather sow in obedience to God and what he's telling me to do than do what I want to do all the time. Are you there yet? Because we're all at different places on our journey, on our walk with God. Are you there yet? Because God, that's where God desires you to be. He desires you to be sowing into the Spirit, sowing the long view, looking into the long view of kingdom things, 
things that are eternal, not things that are here on earth. Life's hard, isn't it, for everybody right now? If you're a follower of Jesus, this next verse ought to be a great comfort to you. Look at verse 9 with me. It says, let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. See, Paul is encouraging us to sow into the Spirit. And he says, we'll reap. You can count on it. You know, he says, if we do not grow weary. You tired? I'm tired. But you know, this kind of weary doesn't mean just to be tired. It means to be tired and give up. I'm never going to give up. You're going to give up. You're going to give up on God because circumstances aren't what you think they ought to be? Because the world seems to be falling apart? Or it, it, Does that mean God's not good? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. God is always the same. He's never changing. He's never ending. He's never going to cause you to stumble. He's there. But you have to stay with it. You know, as I said in a sermon recently, you got to stay above the line. You got to remember that the eternal things are the things that are important, not the things here on earth. And and boy, it gets hard when the circumstances of life are coming at you. But that's when you have to put your faith into effect, push away fear, and trust the Lord. Galatians 6.10 says this, So then, while we have opportunity... Let us do good to all people, especially those of the household of faith. Do good to all people. Who is included in all? (laughs) Yeah, everybody, right? Everybody. That's every person you see, every person you lock eyes with, every person on this earth is all people. We're supposed to do good to all people. It says especially those of the household of the faith. Y'all, we're we're doing really good at connecting with each other as a family of faith. We've got to continue to to strive to reach out to the people around us, to this everyone that needs the gospel of Jesus, to this everyone uh, that, that we need to be in contact with sharing our testimony, sharing how good God is and how great he is. Are you serving the Lord right now? Are you sowing into the Spirit? Straight from the heart. Your actions come out of your heart. Where's your heart? Where is your heart right now? Are you in need of heart change? You know, last week we talked about this real faith. Do you have a real faith? A faith that changes your life? A faith that makes a difference in your day-to-day? Because that's the only kind of faith that's real. All the other ones are counterfeit. They're religion. Religiosity. Listen, if you don't have a saving faith, I want you right now to call 334-298-0923. Extension 110. Right now, we've got counselors standing by for you to receive Jesus. If you need prayer, whatever you need, call that number right now. Be encouraged. God is at work. See, Jesus will give you everything that you need when you surrender to him. 
I'm going to ask the band if they come up right now. And, you know, as we're, we're coming to this point that we call a time of response here in our, our church family, maybe you need to get your focus back on God. Maybe you just, you've taken your eyes off Him. You put your eyes on the fear and on the worry and on everything else. Maybe it's time to just, to just put your eyes back on Him. Maybe you, you need to set your heart on Him. Maybe your heart's been just set on you. You need to set it on Him. Right now is the time to do that. All you got to do is tell Jesus. Tell Him that. We're about to pray. And in this prayer, I just want to encourage you to respond as the Lord's leading. Hey, if you need somebody to pray for you in the Facebook chat, or come up a link. Uh, man, we'd love to be in prayer for you. Love to be encouraging you. Just uh, click on that link. Call that number that's, that's there. We'd love to have you uh, and, and be encouraged by getting to, to spend some time with you. Hey, I'm going to pray for us right now. I just thank God that he is in this place. And everywhere the, the sound of my voice reaches, he is there, he cares, and he loves you. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for what you've done for us. I am so grateful, Lord, that you are in control. And uh, Lord, if there are hearts out there that need to surrender to you for the first time, I pray they call that number. God, for others who are repenting and need to turn and change their heart, God, I pray you'd put it in their heart to do that right now. And so, Lord, we're trusting you with the outcome thanking you for all that you do. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Central Live podcast. If you'd like more information, visit our website at centrallive.org. 